Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. All right, we have three preachers for you this morning, so get ready. Um, they all have uh, um, a huge amount of fruit in their life, which is why they're gonna be coming up here and speaking to you. And they all are amazing people, amazing um, um, families, and, and just what they've done at, at this church. We're so happy and so proud of them. But the first one in the leadoff spot, we have Karis Covert. And her Christmas red. She is a literally, her and her husband, legendary connect group leaders. And she's gonna talk a little bit about that. So I'm not gonna steal your thunder, but she is an extraordinary communicator. And you need to listen to what she has to say because she is incredible. And what a word God has given her for you this morning. Um, in the second slot, we have Pastor Johnny Mack. A man of great wisdom and stature. And... Um, God has done a, an incredible work in his life. He's going to share a little bit about that. But he is uh, uh, one of those guys you talk to and you're like, bam, I just got my mind blown. The revelation that he carries and the love for people that he has. We love Johnny Mac. And then we have Tara Lynn Hemphill in the three spot. She is one of our high school leaders and an extraordinary woman. When you talk to anybody that knows her, they will cheer for her because they love her. She pours herself out for people, so we love her as well. So they're going to come up rapid fire. So, you know, you can cheer and clap and all that stuff, but they're going to come up one after the other. So will you help me welcome to the stage our very first speaker, Miss Carrot? to talk to you guys about one of my absolute favorite topics. <laughs> Connect Group is so close to my heart. Um, I would like to start by thanking the pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, Pastor John and Becky, the work that you guys put into creating this atmosphere for us and everything. It's no small thing, and I'm so privileged and honored to be chosen to speak today. Um, okay, so the title of my message is In Our Midst. It is actually also the name of our Connect group that we've named. <laughs> we have a flag, we're a little extra. Um, <laughs> but the reason being, when two or more are gathered, the Bible says God is there in their midst. And when we get together, the power of what happens when we share our testimonies and we believe for things together, it's incredible. Um, but as I was preparing for this message, I was thinking about our connect journey, my husband and I, and what it was for us to join a connect. We didn't jump straight in. It was actually two years that we were in this house before we actually got involved and became a part of the community. And I was thinking about some of the barriers that we faced that stopped us from joining and what happened, the breakthrough after we became a part of things. So I'd like to actually start there. My first point is people are not God. <laughs> It sounds really obvious, right? But 
it, you wouldn't believe how much actually realizing this and internalizing this changed the way I could relate to people. See, I had this perspective of like, when you become a Christian, God starts fixing things, right? And the transformation's incredible and you start feeling things starting to go right in your life. So it's like, okay, now I've made it. Like I figured it out. This is the key and I'm gonna start healing and everything's gonna get better. And just like when you think like, I, I'm going to the gym and I'm seeing results, right? Like if you stay in this long enough, maybe you'll get to a point where you have it all figured out and you're perfect. Do you see where this is going? <laughs> so Paul said in Romans 7, 24 through 25, Oh, what a miserable person I am. It's sad, but it gets better. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Now, if you don't know who Paul is, he was like legitimately the first model Christian. <laughs> he lived in a time when Jesus Christ had just died, been resurrected, and rose to heaven. And he was going around teaching the pastors and the first Christians of the very first Christian churches how to pursue a life with Jesus. And he said, I struggle with sin. I struggle with my sinful nature. If he didn't have it figured out, guys, it's okay for you to struggle with things. Um, my husband and I, when we first started coming to this church, you wouldn't recognize where we are today. It's easy to look at our Connect group and be like, oh my gosh, they have over 100 people that are coming to these hikes twice a month and bonfire worship nights, and we go on vacations to like national parks all together, and we have these incredible friends that like honestly are the first people I call like when I have a win in my life or when I'm like I'm struggling and I need prayer. Like these are the people that I'm reaching out to. And you might think that that's just how we've lived our lives. Like we've always just been a part of the crowd and a part of the party and having all these connections. But in reality, it started very different. When we joined the church in 2018, we used to sit up in the nosebleeds, which I do still love those seats. <laughs> it's actually like a really fun, like getting to look down and watch everyone worshiping is really powerful. But the reasons we chose those seats were not necessarily the best ones. And we would sneak out and get in the car and drive a couple lights down and then pull out our cigarettes and light up. And we didn't feel like we could connect to people because we had these things that we were ashamed that we were doing. Like, if people come with us, they'll smell it on us. You know, if they come into our house, they'll smell the effects of the things that we hadn't surrendered to God yet in our lives. And we weren't perfect yet, right? So we let those things that we were ashamed of become the barriers. But when you have this perspective, it's almost like going into a gym and looking around and being like, wow, not everyone has a perfect body. Do gyms really work? Or the perspective of like, I don't have a perfect body yet, so I can't join a gym. I need to get more fit before I can even go. Right. But once we were able to actually overcome that and reach out to people, we found out that when we joined the connect groups, the things that were holding us back from our breakthroughs to get free of these things in our life came from connecting with other people in those spaces. So my question for you today is how many of you have yet to experience the breakthrough because you're waiting until you have enough things right before you'll become a part of things? And I want to free you from that today. You don't need to have it perfect because there was only ever one human being that walked on this earth and was sinless and blameless. None of us will ever be him. 
Jesus Christ was the only one. And actually, that's the perfect design that he created, that he is perfect. And because we are not, we need him and get to be in relationship with him. It's incredibly balanced if you free yourself and allow yourself to let him be the perfect one and to guide you through life. Point number two is we are all a part of the family. We are all a part of the family of God. Now, this is an incredibly large family, okay? <laughs> and it's almost like a bunch of little extended families in all of our little connect groups. I have tried. You may never be able to meet every single person in this church and become their best friend, right? And go deep in relationship with them. But there is a place in this church for you. There is a group in this church for you. There is a tribe that is going through things that you're experiencing. And they're at some part of that testimony, right? They may be at the beginning and it starts the mountain, so to speak. I'm the hiking connect leader, so mountain analogies, you know. They may be right at the beginning. They may be struggling to get to the top. They may be at the top in their breakthrough. And wherever they are in their testimony, and wherever you are, you can relate to each other and overcome things together. Not everyone is meant for every connect group, but we have a group for everyone. There are the new moms groups, you know, there are the the prime groups with all of our older adults, there's the young adult groups, and when you get with those people that are facing some of the same challenges that you're facing, or have just overcome those challenges, then the power of that is insane. So, God is in our midst. In Matthew 18, 20, it says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. When we get together, multiple people in one room, sharing those testimonies and believing for things together, God promises that he will be there in their midst. So what is it in your life that you're believing for, that breakthrough that you're wanting to have? My husband and I right now, we've been trying for over a year to have a baby. That's a big thing. We are in a group of people that are all in that place in their life, whether they're getting pregnant or they're also trying, right? And believing together and getting with them and encouraging each other and celebrating the people who have the breakthrough. We're laying the groundwork. We're laying the groundwork for the harvest that we're going to receive. And then in things like smoking, I've also overcome alcohol addiction. It's incredible to me how many people, when I start sharing my breakthroughs in those things, come to me and say, hey, thank you. I needed that. I was struggling today. Or I'm in this. Or I have a friend that's in this. Can you help me? Can you pray with me? And we get to see over and over breakthroughs happen in people's lives through our vulnerability. So I would just encourage you, whatever it is, whatever it is, you'd be amazed how little you can shock the people around you because all of us have those things. When you're private about it, you think it's this giant thing. Like if I had told myself in 2018 that one day I would be standing on this stage telling everyone that I got in the car and smoked, I would have been mortified, okay? (laughs) Like I thought it was such a big deal and I would be so condemned, right? But in reality, when I'm alone facing that, it's a giant. But when I have the troop with me and our creator behind us, it becomes so small. So don't hold back. Join a connect group. Go to the gym of spirituality, (laughs) so to speak. (laughs) 
and let people in and let them encourage you and be a part of the struggle together because the breakthroughs together are so much fun. All right, now let's welcome to the stage Pastor Johnny Mack. Good morning, church. How we doing? Oh my gosh, man. I, every single time I'm up here, I get, I just feel such an honor and such a weight to be up here to be able to, to talk to you guys. And then not only that, but this week is actually Connect Sunday, in case you haven't heard, been listening. Like Connect Sunday, this is probably one of my favorite Sundays uh, that we do all year. It's where we're getting ready to launch our new semester for Connect Groups. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jonathan. Uh, I'm married to my beautiful bride, Teresa, right there. We've been going here for about 10, 10 plus years, so a little while, a little while. And uh, <laughs> we, we were involved in Connect Groups for several years. We led Connect Groups for several years, and we actually were the Connect Directors for several years. So to say that we truly believe in Connect Groups and the importance of Connect Groups, I think would almost be an understatement. Now, like, let me be real with you. Like, the funny thing is, is like, that's not how it always was. Like, I was like, when I first came in here, I was so religious, guys. I was so incredibly religious. I was like offended by everything. Like, I come in and I like see a woman on stage and I'm just like immediately just staring. Like every religious bone in my body is just judging. Like, women aren't allowed to be up on stage. Then I see, I think that somebody said the word prosperity and I'm like immediately triggered. You know, like, like the Bible doesn't say prosperity. Well, apparently it does a lot. You know, and then I see like a smoke machine, like some smoke come out and I'm just like blown out of the water. I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like this, this can't be real. Now you would think it was just with the service, but I was actually also religious around connect groups, believe it or not. Like people are like, how can you be religious around connect groups? Well, I was religious around connect groups. I was, I was like all about like information. Like I had put information up on this pedestal. Like it was like information was going to be the thing that led to my breakthrough. That information was going to think that was going to lead to my transformation. But the reality is we actually need connection. We actually need connection. See, in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. See, I was seeking information, but really what I needed was the, because information is good, but information, you need connection to then bring the revelation that will bring you to the transformation, right? Information, great, but you need the connection that will bring the revelation that will lead to the transformation. So, man, we were so blessed. Some of our first uh, Connect Group leaders were Pastor Charles and Pastor Tessa. Unbelievable leaders, right? And, but I remember like the first time we go in, and, you know, I, like, open the door. I'm, like, expecting, like, a really intense Bible study. Like, we're going to do some exegesis. We're going to do it with proper hermeneutics. We're going to go into the Koine Greek. Like, we're going to get really deep down. Like, this is going to be real serious. And I go in, and I see people, like, talking and laughing. Like, yeah, how dare they? How dare they laugh and smile? Like, you're not allowed to have fun at Bible study. This is serious stuff. But thank God joy is contagious. So, and we, and we knew there was something on the church, so we're like, okay, we'll, we'll do it. Like, we'll participate. I know, Jolly Jonathan, that's what people call me. <laughs> so we, we start participating. We start participating, and, you know, like good leaders do, you know, uh, Pastor Charles and Pastor Tessa start, 
you know, discipling us, developing us, speaking into our lives, challenging us. I don't want to be challenged, right? They even say like, hey, how about you lead the prayer this week? And I'm just like inside. I'm like, oh my gosh, how dare they? The leaders are supposed to be the one doing the prayer. I'm supposed to be here receiving. You know, but they challenge us. I'm like, okay, you know, because I grew up in sports. So I'm like, okay, when coach tells you to do something, you might feel something inside, but you suck it up and you do it. So I do it. And I'm like, okay, that's it though. That's all we're going to do. Maybe lead prayer every once in a while. Nope, nope, they weren't content with that. Next thing you know, they're asking us to lead a group while they're there. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I do, no, no. My comfort zone, like, we're already beyond my comfort zone. Now you're really pushing it, buddy. You know? And so they push it. And so we're like, okay, but we'll do it. We do it. And we let it. And I guess apparently it went okay. It went amazing, according to Charles. It's not good to lie in church, just so you know. So I guess it went okay. And then, then the next thing, I was like, okay, but that's, that's really it. But then apparently they said, oh, you know, in a couple weeks we're going to be gone. Um, and if you could just lead Connect Group while we're gone at our house, that would be great. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You're like, you're not going to be there and it's going to be at your house. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, like, that's not okay. Like, first of all, now you're putting me in responsibility of your guys' home and cleaning up and all this stuff. <sighs> yeah, they trust us. I'm like, I don't want to be trusted with anything. I just want to, like, live my life and be happy and just float through. Jolly Jonathan. <laughs> so anyways, they push us and they push us and they push us and eventually we do it and then they said, hey, we had that conversation of actually launching out into our new connect group, like actually on our own. This is before we launched out with teams. This is like, you guys are going out by yourself. You got to find your own people. Good luck. <laughs> and so I'm just like super scared on the inside, not wanting to do it. But thank God we had leaders who had developed us, had believed in us, prayed with us, spoke wisdom into us walked alongside us all the way, all the way. And I, and I think about it now, like when we actually led those connect groups, those are some of the best friendships we ever like actually got plugged into, like the fruit from those things. Uh, for those, you know, I don't know if you guys know Darren and Gina Thevathawson, like some of the most amazing people in the world. And they've, I mean, they probably have led some of the most legendary connect groups in this church. And they, when they started coming, they came to our connect group. Like we were that lucky to like get them. Right, but like I think about all the all the connect groups that they've had and all the people they've impacted. If I hadn't said yes, all those people wouldn't have had their breakthrough, wouldn't have had their community. So I am so happy that we that we've had those people challenging us, speaking into us, and then obviously developing the connections, like true connections. Right, it's one thing. Information again is great. It's great to read the Bible. Like we encourage you to do so. Like we go to church, you should read the Bible. But you also need people around you to actually exhort you and encourage you to walk out the Bible. That's what it says in Hebrews, like exhort one another. So we need community to challenge us and continue to speak into us, say like, let's go do it. Now the reality is it's not like it's all been peaches and cream and like my life has been amazing. Like we've been here for over a decade, like life has happened to us. Like we've had, like we've had some things. And, you know, I think about one of the most difficult things that we walked through is after our first child, both me and my wife, we ended up going through three miscarriages. Like three. It wasn't just one. I mean, one's bad. And then you go through another one and then another one. And like you go in and you just like you don't see the heartbeat. And you're just broken inside. And you're like, you're believing for a baby. And you're just like, I don't know, like, what's wrong? Is there something wrong with us? Are we doing something? But thank God we had the community around us to speak into us, to walk us through it, to minister to us. 
to pray with us and believe for the miracle child. See, Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Thank God we had our brothers and sisters around us to walk us through adversity, walk us through that adversity. But also thank God that we also had leaders like Pastor Charles and Pastor Tessa who are phenomenal, in case you guys haven't realized from this story, but also Pastor John and Pastor Becky, like literally the most legendary campus pastors in the world. Like I see some of the behind the scenes stuff and let me say like they really do a lot and they really, really love you guys. Like they care deeply about this campus and about the church. But we've had them, you know, challenge us to speak into us when I don't want to go out of my comfort zone. Like, I don't want to lead anything. I didn't, probably didn't even want to get up here today. And, you know, they're like bugging me. Like, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Thank God we had people challenging us. Right? Like, sometimes, you know, if, if I needed to get over fear of something, I had to get, fear over, get over my fear of leading. They were there to, you know, bring that. Like, hey, let's go. Proverbs 27.6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So you can't always internalize correction or those growth conversations. Now, being on both the receiving end and the giving end of those, let me just tell you, frankly, it's a lot easier to receive them than it is to give them. If someone's having that conversation with you, it's not because they want to. It's because they love you. It's because they love you. So church, if I were to challenge you on anything, like let's be a church of connection. Let's connect with one another, but like true connection, not just Bible study. Bible study is great. Love it. But let's be readers and hearers of the word, but doers also. Doers also. I can tell you from 10 years, just the growth we've seen in our life, the fruit we've seen in our life, that the life that you've been dreaming of, that God has purposed in your heart, is on the other side of your transformation that could only come by way of connection. Could only come by way of connection. God has created the body of Christ to spur one another on to greater works. Amen? So now I get the privilege of walking up beautiful Tara Lynn. So exciting, so exciting. Well, welcome to Connect Sunday. What an honor it is to be up here and great job preaching you all. Um, just want to echo the honor, Pastors John and Pastors Becky. Just thank you for the opportunity. We love you. We honor you. Um, so when Pastor Becky asked me to preach this morning, my first thought was discipleship. And really, it made me think of relationships and the importance of them. I honestly wouldn't be the person I am today without the people who have actually come alongside me. So some of you might not know me, but my name is Terilyn Hemphill. I am actually an, uh, a youth leader at Awaken High School. Love it. I also get to work as a marriage and family therapist. So really, relationships are so important to me. I believe in the health and the strength of our relationships. I really believe that our relationships actually dictate the quality of our life. Um, and so with that being said, Connect Sunday's goal is really to help build connection with not only his people, um, but with him. So my title of my message today is Dedicate Yourself to Discipleship. So discipleship, what is it? Well, I'm going to define it just for the sake of my message. Discipleship is just a big word in church, meaning a relationship that helps sharpen you. It helps heal you physically, emotionally, spiritually, and it helps you in turn grow into the per person your purpose to be. Okay. So Peter actually became 
or sorry, Simon became Peter because of his discipleship. Right? So Simon's name means reed. reed. A reed is pretty much something that can be blown around by its circumstances. Um, but Peter is a rock. It's a solid foundation on which something could be built upon. So Peter became who he is today in the Bible because of the discipleship he chose to receive from Jesus and his fellow disciples. So pretty much you could say that Peter was a part of Jesus' connect group. So my question to you today is how are you being discipled? Who is encouraging you? Who is helping you to heal spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or are you even growing? So today is your day to say yes to a deeper, more profound relationship with Jesus by joining a connect group, asking somebody, thriving in all those areas, and really start listening to the wisdom they have to provide. I did all of these things. I was able to submit to discipleship, listen to wisdom that was being shared, and honestly, it transformed me into the, who, the person I am today. And honestly, I'd like to say I'm pretty great. So, <laughs> so my point number one is discipleship is meant to sharpen you. And really, sharpening is just empowering you to be all you were created to be. So I'm going to share with you two verses in the book of Proverbs. First one is Proverbs 27, 17. States as iron sharpens iron, so one person does another. Proverbs 19.20 says, listen to advice and accept discipline, and then you will be counted among, among the wise. So I'm going to be a little transparent. I was really good at giving advice, not so good at taking it. And I really struggled with this. I was a bit prideful, I would say even a bit arrogant, thinking I can do this all on my own. I'm able to do this, I can figure it out, nobody needs to help me. But I found out I was really wrong. <laughs> I found out that just because I might be aware of how to fix a problem didn't always mean I actually wanted to fix it. Um, some, some of us can probably you know, relate to that. We wake up and nothing has changed, right? We, we're so aware, we have all the awareness in the world, but nothing has changed in our lives. And I knew I didn't want to stay the same. So I knew I had to get accountability and responsibility to actually change my life. So I decided to humble myself and ask for help, something I never thought I'd do. Some of you might know, but I was actually in a pretty severe off-roading accident in the summer of 2020. Yes, not to make 2020 any worse than it already was at the time, but I was in Yuma, Arizona, off-roading in a razor, flipped it, and actually degloved my entire right hand. So degloving pretty much means the entire skin of my hand came off. You could see the bones, tendons, nerves, the whole thing. It's pretty, pretty rough. Um, doctors thought I might lose my hand. They thought I'd never use it again. They thought I'd never have feeling in it again. Um, well, good news, they were wrong. Um, <laughs> not only that, but I realized I didn't just need physical healing in my hand, but I needed a lot of healing in my heart. Um, it was a pretty traumatic accident, something I didn't think I could overcome. So I had a choice to make in that moment. I could either try to do things like I've always done them, which never worked, by the way, um, or I could ask for help. And good news, I chose the latter. I chose to ask for help. So before I could change my mind, I actually reached out to Elise DiLorenzo. I asked her for coffee. She was someone I actually would bump into every week at women's prayer. Um, highly recommend, by the way. And I knew that she was an amazing young adult connect leader. And that day forever changed my life. It changed my life because I was able to be humble and vulnerable with somebody I barely knew. 
I still have a beautiful relationship with Elisa today, and I'd like to think that I'm the reason her and her husband are still leading a connect group, but who knows, you know? So discipleship is really meant for you to become a committed and faithful follower of Christ, but not just that. God wants you to be the coolest, the most successful, the most important person in the room, because you want to be the person that someone looks at and says, what do they have, and how do I get it? And this really leads to my next and final point. Discipleship is meant to heal you. James 5.16 states, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. In Connect Group and in discipleship, it took a lot of courage and a lot of strength to be vulnerable with people I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know these people, but that's exactly where my breakthrough came from, from being vulnerable. I really wasn't easy for me to confess the things that I had done that actually led to my accident. Like, I don't know, drinking before driving a razor, being out until dark, or going out there alone. But I knew I felt a severe shame, severe shame and guilt for what I had done. I knew that I had to be constantly reminded of this every time I looked at my hand, and it was something I really struggled to overcome. Something I knew I had to release and confess to the people around me. I had no idea how these people would respond, um, yet they responded with such grace, with such love and wisdom. They didn't judge me like probably some of you think they might. Um, And I knew that it wasn't going to be easy. But actually, easy doesn't get us the results we're looking for. Easy doesn't break chains. Easy doesn't bring freedom. Easy is comfortable. But we have to realize if we want to grow and we want to change, we actually have to be, start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And my story honestly wouldn't be complete without telling you the prayers that I received. The Bible says that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. But let me tell you just how effective these prayers were. At the time of the accident, I had no health insurance. Uh-oh, Right? I had to be life-flighted from Yuma, Arizona to San Diego because they thought I was going to lose my hand. I had accumulated over $500,000 in medical bills, (laughs) but God. Due to the powerful and effective prayers of the people around me, I have not paid one cent in a medical bill. Not one cent. Uh, My hand is completely and fully healed. It's the hand that I'm holding this microphone with. And in the journey, I honestly had a hard struggle with seeing the goodness and the faithfulness of God. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, the only time I ever struggled with those things was when I was by myself, when I thought I could do it on my own, when I thought I didn't need anybody to help me. But I can tell you that with the support of my community, I was able to overcome these things. The true goal of discipleship is not only to be discipled, but also to disciple others. And I get the honor and the privilege to do this every Wednesday with amazing teenage girls who I love so much. Love you. Um, But also just to see them overcome their struggles, right? To receive their breakthrough. Gosh, it's just so beautiful and I'm honored to do it. But today I really want to challenge you. I want to challenge you and encourage you with the question, who is helping to sharpen you? Who is helping you to heal? I really don't want you to leave today without doing this, without plugging yourself, without dedicating yourself to discipleship by joining a connect group, by getting around people who are going to have powerful and effective prayers, who are going to believe for things that you've never thought you would have. So I don't want pride to stop you, and I really don't want the fear of being uncomfortable to stop you. 
I just want to thank you all. good were our ministers today. So powerful. Every story, I feel like in every one of their messages, we could find ourselves a little bit somewhere with where we were when we came into the doors of this church or where we are now. But go ahead and take your seats. I just really want to thank you all for just pouring your hearts out, being vulnerable to share your stories that are impacting all of us. And I'm I'm believing they're going to encourage people to get across the line and uh, not be isolated anymore. There was like a few common themes like throughout all their messages, I'm sure you all picked up on, but honestly, the, the thought of having to feel like you have to get to a certain place of being perfected before you can be a part of the community, but it's in community where you are perfected and made perfect. And so I think we avoid things because we don't want to be real and transparent and vulnerable with the things that are going on in our life. But let these testimonies encourage you. I love, and I was, I was very happy to hear that no one judged you, Tara Lynn. When people are real with their mess, and I've said this before, our arms are not meant to throw stones, they're meant to embrace. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that we can actually take off the mask that we've been wearing every day we come in and out of the doors of this church and we can take it off when we sit down with the community of people the family of God um, and be real with what we're going through because guaranteed there are other people that have walked through those things you know and it's not all about the struggle and having people there to just pray for you in hard times and all of this but I also want to ask you the question who do you have that, that celebrates your wins like who's celebrating you Who's, who's celebrating your birthday with you? Who's celebrating when you get the promotion? Who's celebrating with you when you've been healed? Who's celebrating with you when you get the house that you have been praying for with your friends in Connect Group? Celebration is such a huge part of life. But the celebration comes after the breakthrough comes, which happens within Connect, which happens in community, which happens through the effective, fervent prayers of a righteous person. Where two or more are gathered, there he will be in the midst, and whatever they ask for in my name will be done for them. Who are your two or three or 20 or 30 or 100 in a hiking Connect group? That's not normal, by the way. That's a hiking connect group. A hundred people is like a small church. It's bigger than most churches. So, so just, you know, but who are the ones? Do you have the two or three that you could call? Do you have the two or three that will sell? Do you have two or three that truly know what is going on in your world? Why are we doing it alone? We're never meant to do life alone. That is why God calls us the body of Christ. We are a part of a family. This is a huge family. But in this large setting of a family, there is no way for you to be truly known unless you you join into a smaller family that God has, has given you to be a part of. Families are messy. Family's a word that freak people out because you we have messed up families and, you know, but... I just want to encourage you, it's not a lot different in Connect Group because families are messy, people are messy, you know? But with family, you don't give up on family. You believe with family. You love one another. You encourage one another when they're going through a hard time and you celebrate. So my hope and my prayer is that everyone in here, those who've been in a Connect Group, would be re-encouraged about the power of the community that you're in. And like Pastor John was saying in the beginning, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you need until you actually have an opportunity to be like, I'm in a place of need. Like you never know. 
And so I'm just grateful for those that have already found the power of community. But if you're not yet in community, I don't, I don't, it's the worst feeling in the world as a pastor to think that you would get yourself ready for church. You know, you would drive here, you'd struggle to find a parking space, you'd come to the doors and you'd sit here all on your own and you feel, you feel encouraged by the message. But then you walk back to your car in a busy parking lot, drive home, and there's no one really that you're sharing your life with. And so many Christians live their life that way and they miss out on everything that God has destined for you in the life and community. And so for those who are not yet in a connect group, I really hope and I pray that you find that community today by filling out that card, turning it in in the lobby. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not just saying Christian things like everything's about to change. Everything is about to change. It's not good to do life alone. Adam and Eve, Adam had God all to himself and he said it was not good. Think about that. Pure communion with God. He had God all to himself and God himself said, it's not good. So we made him a helper comparable to him. We are never meant to do life alone. It can never just be us and God. We have to have community with the body of Christ. So what a day, right? Amen. Let's thank our preachers one more time. And I would love if everyone just stay in their seats right now, because honestly, I know, I know, you haven't wants to rush their car and beat the traffic, but, but, and apparently football's on. But why did you just make me say that? Because now other people, they will want to leave, Johnny Heinrichs. No, they delayed the game, didn't you know? No, but this is so important, and, and honestly, you know, maybe you don't understand everything about God or you've never heard about his son, Jesus, and how he died on the cross for you. Did you know Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and paid the penalty for your sin, which was death, so you didn't have to pay it? We need to be forgiven of our sins. We need a fresh start. We need to have a relationship with Jesus so that our lives can be amazing on this side of eternity within the body of Christ, but also that we don't have to spend eternity after we leave this earth separated from Jesus Christ. So friends, if you are in here today and you have never surrendered your life to Jesus and received his free gift of salvation, Today is why God has you in this house, to start that relationship with Him. And maybe you once gave your life to Jesus, but you've taken your life back and you realize today, I need to get my life right with God. I need to be back in relationship with Him, but also in community with His church. So today's the day you get a fresh start. So I would love if everyone would just close their eyes and bow their heads. If you are in here today, and you know, you just know that you need to get your life right with Jesus. You need to have a relationship with him while no one else is looking around. If you could just lift your hand up nice and high so I can include you in a prayer at the end of the service. Yes, I see you, sir, in that sweatshirt right there. I see your hand gorgeous with the black sweater and the green top. Yes, once I see your hand, you can put it down. I see you in the blue and white polka dot dress. Beautiful. Who else am I waiting on? Yes, all the way up the back. Yes, I see your hand, sir. Incredible. And on here, next to the drum cage on the third row, I see your hand. Who else am I waiting on? Who else am I waiting on? Yes, I see your hand, sir, in the blue. And right here, right there in the flannel up the back, all the way. Who else am I waiting on? 
Who else am I waiting on? Yes, beautiful in the third row right here. Gorgeous girl. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yes, in the red t-shirt, I see you. Proud of you. So good. Who else? You know, we, we have a few moments. This is so, God is moving on hearts. I don't know what's holding you back, but I can tell you nothing's worth giving up this opportunity to meet Jesus, your Savior, and to start over. Who else am I waiting on? God loves you so much. He has a future and a hope for you. Yes, I see you in the sweater. Beautiful. Who else? Who else? I see you. Come on. Praise God. Praise God, sir. I, I feel there's a few more, so I'm just going to give it another 30 seconds or so. Yes, I see your hand. Beautiful. Yes, beautiful. So proud of you guys as a couple surrendering Jesus. Praise God for you. On the end, praise God. Yes. God is so good. He's just ministering to hearts. One last call. I'm going to just count to three. It gives you no more time to think about it. And I want you to shoot your hand up nice and high. One, two, three. Who else? Who else are those ones? Yes, I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. And over here, amen. Amen. I think we need to give God a huge shout of praise for what he's done today, transforming hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. What we're gonna do, especially those of you who lifted your hand, can I tell you, this is the best decision you have ever made and will ever make. And, and let's, let's, if we can, stay in our seats during this prayer time together. We're all gonna pray this prayer together, especially those who lifted your hand out loud. Just repeat after me this simple prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross in my place for my sin so that I can be forgiven. Thank you, Lord, for a fresh start. Help me walk with you and help me walk with the family of God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Amen. Amen. Give God a huge shout of praise. What a morning. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.